0: You're listening to the RCF Podcast, and I am here today with my lovely wife, Alice. Alice, welcome back.
1: Thanks. It's great to be here. We also have a very special guest with us today. Yes, we do. This is Talani Olegondoye, and she is a professor at URI, but she's also a URI alum and an RCF alum.
2: Thank you, Matt and Alice. I'm very excited to be here.
0: What are we going to talk about today? Who am I? And why am I here? Mm-hmm. Those are questions that every human being needs to think about and understand. And so I, I want to dive into, you know, first of all, why are those questions so important?
2: Your ability to answer these questions can direct the trajectory of your life. The first question, for example, um, who am I? That tackles the topic of identity. Once you know who you are, you're able to know why you're here and With that, you're able to answer the other two questions we're going to do in the next episode. And if you're able to answer these questions, you're able to be effective in life. And who doesn't want to be effective? Who doesn't want to make an impact?
0: I always say, think about it in terms of if your purpose is misplaced, if you find your purpose in your career, let's say you're an athlete, Mm -hmm. then what happens if you get injured and can no longer be an athlete? Uh, What happens if you're a musician, you know, or sometimes people say, I was born to sing, right? What happens if your vocal cords go out and you can no longer sing? Or even a lot of women may say, I was born to be a mother. Well, what happens if you don't get married? What happens if you're unable to have a child, If your purpose is misplaced, if it's in one of those things that could easily go away, then what's my reason for living at that point? And that's why we have so many people that become suicidal, even athletes, even famous musicians and and people like that, Mm -hmm. that have lots of money and seem to have everything, but their purpose is misplaced. Their identity is misplaced as well.
2: Yeah. And I think I've heard someone say that the heart of humanity is kind of like a factory for making idols. So we make idols out of different things and we base our identity and our life's purpose on that. And once that's taken away, we kind of lose a sense of our God in a way because those things were our God. But like there's this connection between our identity and our purpose that's linked to the creator. And if we don't get that in alignment, that really shifts our perspective or it kind of warps our perspective on God. Um, and that's why I think these questions are very important.
0: So as you're talking to students, mm-hmm. how do they normally answer who am I and why am I here? What, what do you find are some of the most common answers?
2: So um, a lot of my students, when I ask the first questions, you know, how do you explain who you are? A lot of them would say, I'm a nursing student. I'm, a, I'm the third born of five girls. Um, and they kind of explain who they are in relations to what they have and who they're surrounded by and maybe what social media says about them or any awards they've won. Um, and that's usually how they describe who they are. That's how they respond to the question. And um, the second question of why am I here? They usually say, you know, I'm here to get a college degree so I can get out in the real world and work Mm -hmm. and so I can be paid and pay my bills. Or some of them even tell you more like, I like long walks on the beach. I, you know, and they tell you all these different things about their uh, lives that when you look more into it, you realize that it's very shallow. And they don't really give themselves time to really think about these things. And not just my students, even adults don't really fully know how to answer the question of who am I and why am I here? And
0: Yeah, so if we recognize that our identity and our purpose is misplaced, if it's simply in our achievements or in our talent, then what should it be in? You said it should be connected to God. So how do we know that? Where do we get that?
1: I think uh, most people believe that their identity and their purpose come from within. They determine who they are and what their purpose is. Um, And a lot of times that's when those things get misplaced because they are choosing an identity based on what they feel in the moment or they're choosing an identity based on what society is telling them. They choose a purpose based on... Their desires, they choose a purpose based on, again, what society is telling them. And a lot of times that leads to a misplaced identity and a misplaced purpose because, as created beings, Mm -hmm. our creator determines who we are and what our purpose is. And and I think most people obviously are missing that element. They don't understand that we are created beings and so they don't look to their creator for that. And then they ultimately end up disappointed because their purpose doesn't fulfill them like they think they should. Right? Maybe their identity turns out to be not what they think it should be. And maybe they end up disappointed with who they perceive themselves to be.
2: I love what you said there about we are created beings, because I had one of my students directed the first question to me. And they wanted to know what my response was. And I said, well, that's a great question. And I thought about it for a while. And I thought, I already know the answer to this question, but like, are they ready for my response? So I just said, I believe that I'm a created being. I believe that there's a creator that placed me here and gave me a sense of purpose. And they thought, hmm, that's interesting. The idea that we are created beings gives us a position to where we should be, which is we submit to the creator, to whatever the creator says. Even the idea that. That we're not created beings is infiltrating the church, which I find to be interesting. Um, I was talking to a girl, but it tackles the purpose part where she was telling me that she has a calling on her life and that if marriage does happen for her and she happens to become a mother, she refuses to give up on her calling because she's now a mother or a wife. And I'm thinking, wait, she's like, no, I'm never gonna give that up to take care of my kids and my husband. So I told her that. The only identity I hold on to is the fact that I'm the daughter of the living God. Everything else flows from there. So if God tells me to give up my calling, whatever that is, I'm giving that up, right?
0: I think there's definitely a, a sense where purpose it gets really confused, and it has to be rooted in what God says our purpose is. And and how do we know that? We know that through the Scripture. It, you know, let's start with identity. You know, with with who am I? You said, you know, we're a created being. Well, how do we know that? Genesis 1, right? That says God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And so that's who we are as created beings. Uh, and we know that because God has told us that. Otherwise, how does a created being know that they're created? All of Scripture is telling us, this is who you are. One of my favorite passages, First Peter chapter 2, uh, verse 9 says you are a chosen race a royal priesthood a holy nation a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so that that verse right there hits both identity and purpose i love that because it's saying this is who you are you were chosen by god you are his a people for his possession So that you may proclaim his excellency, so so that you may give him glory. We are created in the image of God, in order to give him glory and to to worship
1: him. Yeah, I was just thinking about the New Testament letters by Paul and Peter and Jude and a lot of them, most of them, in their greeting, they state who they are. And so it's Paul, Mm -hmm. a servant of Christ Jesus, or an apostle of Christ Jesus called by the will of God. You know, all of these New Testament authors, they know their identity. Mm -hmm. They know their purpose. And it's all wrapped up in that greeting of, I'm Paul, I'm a servant of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. Not only is that an identity, but that's also a purpose statement. So as a servant of Christ Jesus... Mm -hmm. I belong to him, my purpose is to serve him, and and a servant is someone who does the will of another. And so you have these apostles in in the New Testament that are being obedient to what God has called them to do. And for us today, we're not apostles, but we are servants. And so as servants of Christ Jesus, that is our identity. We belong to him. It also says that we are sons and daughters of God, but our purpose is to is to serve God, is to be obedient to God, and how we know what we're supposed to be doing, what what does that obedience look like? we know through scriptures. We know in Matthew 28 it says to go make disciples of all nations. And so we know that that's one of the things that we are called to do. That's one way that we are to be obedient to God is to go and make disciples and sharing with people what we know to be true from Scripture.
0: Yeah, it's like in Ecclesiastes 12, Solomon said, the end of the matter is fear God and keep his commandments. He said, this is the whole duty of man. And so what happens if we miss that? Where does our identity and our purpose end up? Well, it ends up just all kinds of things that can be taken away, or we can end up putting them as idols. As you mentioned earlier, our heart is an idol factory, so we're always misplacing that identity and purpose.
2: I actually have a scripture that I wanted to reference where I first was introduced to the idea of identity and the question of who am I? And that is in Exodus 3 where God had just appeared to Moses through the burning bush and God had told him that I want you to do this. I want you to go to my people and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. But Moses asked God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and I should bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And I thought this is exactly what we all experience when you kind of track back on Moses' story and you see that he found himself in exile, and in exile, God appeared to him and gave him a purpose and gave him a job to do. And Moses was questioning God, like, who am I? And now you're sending me to do something. So there's a connection between if I don't know who I am, then I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Um, and so how do I find that out? And and I think that Moses' journey kind of explains the two questions of identity and purpose.
1: Well, and it's interesting, too, because Moses' question is who am I to do what you've called me to do? I am not worthy. I don't feel like I am somebody, you know, like I don't feel worthy of that task because I don't feel like my identity is that, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) because because identity and purpose are, are so closely tied together. He didn't believe that his identity allowed him to do what God was calling him to do. And that's where... We need to recognize God's sovereignty and God's authority over us and submit. I mean, if God is our creator, and he's the one who gives us our identity and gives us our purpose, then we can trust him. We know through scripture that he's good, that he's faithful, that he's just, that he's truthful, that he's pure. And if he tells us who we are, and if he tells us then what to do, we can trust that that's going to be ultimately for our good, because he's the one that defines that for us. He's the one who defines who we are, and he's the one who gives us um, good works to do for him and for his glory. Um, And that doesn't necessarily always mean that it's going to be some spectacular thing that is going to make you feel good, but it is going to fulfill the purpose that God has put you on this earth for, and it is ultimately going to give him glory, and it is ultimately going to satisfy you Because you are then fulfilling the role that God has created you for. Mm -hmm.
2: I love what you said about worthy. Because can we ever be worthy of the calling that God has placed on our lives? Like what makes us worthy, right? What makes us worthy of the purpose that God has given us? Because if I thought about it and I thought maybe I'm not worthy, then I'm going to go seek what would make me worthy. And I think that's the dangerous place that self-help comes into play. Because then I, now I'm saying, I know who I am. Well, we try to make ourselves worthy. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But I can never be worthy of the calling that God has for my life. But what makes me worthy is what Jesus Christ has already done. My identity is completely attached to the righteousness of God, to the blood of Jesus Christ. Without that, I don't know how I would know who I am as a person. Because people say... Maybe your race is an identity, or maybe mm-hmm. your background can be a, a part of your identity. Like, but what are your thoughts? What is it like apart from the fact that at the core of our identity, it's the fact that we're God's children?
0: Yeah, that's who we are. So
2: anything else does not stand
0: right? Yeah, our ethnicity yeah. is that really my identity? Mm-hmm. Are we going to find our identity in our culture? in our skin color. Mm -hmm. People are grasping for identity in so many places. They're even finding it now in in feelings of sexuality, right? I'm finding my identity in who I sleep with or who I'm attracted to. And so you see where it's all misplaced and it's getting confusing for a lot of people because they're pulling those identities from all these different places And, you know, if you're pulling your identity from sexuality and you're pulling your identity from ethnicity and you're pulling your identity from your career and your achievements, and well, we're all at a different starting place, Mm -hmm. the starting place has to be my identity is found in Christ. My identity is found in God, the creator God who created me for a purpose to give him Glory. Right. And that's what we see throughout scripture. Romans 14, when Paul says, For if we live, we live to the Lord. If we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live, whether we die, we are the Lord's. And so we have to see ourselves as I'm His. I love the Westminster Shorter Catechism that asks the question Question number one is, What is the chief end of man? So, what is our purpose? And they answer it this way, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. And I think that's such a great answer because all of scripture is telling us this. All of scripture is saying, this is who God is. This is who you are in relation to God. And this is what he would have you do. This is this is your purpose. This is why you're here. And it's all pointing toward us giving him the glory, all pointing toward us giving him the worship that he deserves. Yeah.
2: I feel like we can talk about the topic of identity for the rest of our lives because it's <laughs> such a big topic. Yeah. But I think it might be helpful if I shared a definition of how the world is explaining what identity is. Yeah. The world defines identity as our sense of who we are as individuals and as members of a social group. And what makes up this identity they talk about is race, ethnicity, gender, age, sexual orientation, physical attributes, personality, political affiliation, religious beliefs, and professional identities. So that is how the world defines identity. And I find that really
1: sad because all of those things are so shallow. They're so surface level. And I think as we look around at other people, if we recognize our identity as we are created by God a loving God who has a purpose for us and is good and we look at others, we're going to look at them through that lens as well as this is a created being mm-hmm. who is created in the image of God. And that is where their worth comes from. Their worth is not defined by themselves. Their worth is not defined by any of those shallow characteristics, s- right? Surface level characteristics. As Christians, we can overlook all of those things and see them as God created them to be and our purpose as God has defined it is to help people to see that Mm -hmm. to see who they are as God has defined them to be as God has created them to be and help them to find their purpose as a worshiper of God as as a being created to glorify him and that's our ultimate purpose.
0: I think we get confused by purpose in that yeah, we get it mixed up with our feelings and and feel like, I want to do this. I enjoy doing this. And instead, our purpose is supposed to be wrapped up in glorifying God and in finding that enjoyment and contentment in Him. Right. We are making purpose so much more complicated than it should be.
2: Right. So you're saying that you can be a garbage man and still... To so the
0: glory of God.
2: That's exactly what I've always thought, that... Your purpose is to glorify God, and everything else that you think and you have strong desires about that this is my purpose, may just be something that you you are really interested in.
0: Every talent we have, every you know, yeah. uh, every ability we have, that is from God, right, right. and so we're going to glorify Him by using that talent, right? So yes, if you're a singer and God has gifted you in that way, go for it. Glorify him with your voice. If you have intelligence and can be a doctor or a scientist or whatever, glorify God with your mind. Use your abilities for the glory of God, but don't hold those abilities as your purpose. Understand purpose as glorifying God. And that way, if my career has to change... If I lose an ability, I have not lost my purpose. I can still glorify God. If I'm a singer and I lose my ability to sing, God still has a purpose for my life. It may just look a lot different. And so that's how we have to see it. That always gives us a reason to wake up in the morning, get up, to live, because we're living for the glory of God, not for ourselves. Yeah,
2: and I totally agree with that. I graduated from the College of Pharmacy. I worked as a pharmacist for a while. I floated around. I worked during the pandemic. And then I had a pivot in my career. Now I'm a professor teaching a leadership course. I I don't even practice pharmacy right now. But if I had wrapped my identity in the fact that I was a pharmacist, I don't think I would have opened my eyes to see other opportunities that would have come my way. So I think that what helped me understand that was the fact that no matter what, The identity I hold on to is the fact that I'm the daughter of the living God and my purpose is to glorify God so I can glorify God no matter what job it is, right? That's true. A lot of times our deceitful hearts want a little
1: bit of God's glory for ourselves. We say, I want to use these gifts to glorify God, but our deceitful hearts kind of want a little bit of that glory for ourselves <laughs> as well. Like, I want to be known as a great singer, you know, or I want to be known as a great pastor. And so ultimately, you're not doing it for the glory of God. You're doing it for the glory of yourself. And you you, you may be somewhat deceived yourself, but I think that's our, that's our heart. Our fleshly human hearts want glory for ourselves. Um, and that's where a lot of people they're really holding on to that as a selfish ambition. And so when you are humble, you will recognize that God has given you gifts and talents and you will use them in whatever means he puts before you. You're not seeking your own glory. You're seeking the glory of God. And I think that's where a lot of people get tripped up is is they are... Kind of in some ways seeking their own glory, and and that's not ultimately going to fulfill their purpose because their heart is in the wrong place in in that desire. Yeah, it's really good.
0: Well, I think we're out of time. Talani, thanks for joining us today. Uh, you're going to be back again next week. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about the, those other two questions, those other two big questions that everybody's asking. And so, stay tuned for that next week. Thank you. You've been listening to the RCF podcast. If you'd like more information on Rhody Christian Fellowship, visit us on the web at rhodyfellowship.com or on Instagram at Fellowship.